0: The college basketball experience, Lamont Paris to the South Carolina Gamecocks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Bet fifty dollars at WinBet and get two hundred dollars in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast.com, Slash, WinBet, that's SportsGamblingPodcast.com, Slash, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official. VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPvanish.com slash SGP. That's IPvanish.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by SGPN Discord. Yes, make sure you check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat out bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sports gambling podcast.com slash Discord. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to the college basketball experience, Lamont Paris to the South Carolina Gamecocks. My name is Colby Swingin' DanteBase Dant aka pick. Dundee! That's not a pick, this is a pick!
1: Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price but no one touches Dundee.
0: Ha <laughs> ha it wasn't that long ago that the Gamecocks were in the final four. <laughs> Not that long ago. I am joined by a college basketball guru for the sports gambling podcast network, but also a guy who's living down there in the Carolinas. I know it's in North Carolina. He's on tobacco road, but you know, he's, he's close. I, I'm so curious to see what he has to say. Give it up for the rooftop bar, PA drink and Brew making, tobacco road living, the free lock given former former, herndon basketball league MVP, giving up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. How we doing, man? I mean, I think we're doing great. If you are a fan of the South Carolina Gamecocks,
1: I mean, uh now that Final Four was 2017. That's not that long I remember ago. Remember it? Not 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 too long ago. I remember it all too well. Because on their road to the final four in the second round, they knocked off my Duke Blue Devils, who were a two seed, and South Carolina was a ten seed, I believe oh they were they were either a seven or a ten because they played in that seven ten matchup. well, I think they beat Marquette round one. I forget who was a seven seed who was a ten seed It I doesn't c- matter i can I
0: can figure that out for you, but uh. Yeah, I mean, uh, it wasn't that long ago. That was their best season, probably since the days of uh Alex English. They were a seven seed, South Carolina was. They seven lost eight. to okay. Gonzaga in the final four only by four points. They were right there. They almost played in the national championship.
1: Uh wow, when you consider that. And what's kind of crazy, I mean, Frank Martin was there for about 10 years. That was his only trip to the NCAA tournament. And his <laughs> his his lone trip, he goes all the way to the final four. Uh, so obviously, in about, in ten seasons, you need to make more than one NCAA. Even if you're at South Carolina, who does not have a long tradition of being very good, you know, on the basketball court. Still, though, I mean, you know, they were they were patient, and I, I think his problem was he was just he wasn't able to bring in the required talent there.
0: And it seemed like when he did get one, one would transfer out. I felt like uh, I I am a fan of Frank Martin. I think he's a good basketball coach, but. I do think it had gotten stale. Um, It's kind of old school too. Yeah.
1: yeah. I like him also. I think he is a good coach, but look, I mean, we can just see in the sec this off season, they're hiring a lot of new coaches this year. A lot of young guys too. a lot of guys below 50 under 50, you know? So I don't know. Just saying.
0: I mean, with the NIL transfer portal, maybe Frank Martin is looked upon as as a, you know a dinosaur. I'm not sure, but I can tell you this: I know the UMass Minutemen are probably loving the fact that they got Frank Martin.
1: Um, and we shouldn't come down just on Frank Martin because South Carolina is a tough place to win at because nobody's really won there in basketball. I mean, before Frank Martin, it was Darren Horn. In four years, the best he could do was get to one NIT. Uh, before Darren Horn was Dave Odom, more famously uh, at Wake Forest. He, he coached Tim Duncan and Randolph Childress and some of those guys in his seven years in South Carolina, only one NCAA championship and they lost. Not championship, NCAA tournament. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they did not win the championship. Uh, so, I mean, you know, South Carolina is a tough place to win. Frank Martin couldn't get it, couldn't get it done. It's going to be tough for Paris as well. How about this
0: though? Frank Martin only had, well, I guess when he first took over, he had two losing seasons, but since then he only had one losing season and that was the COVID year. Uh, I understand you want more out of your program. You want to make the tournament more, but it's not like he was given, you know, a bad, uh, a losing team week, you know, year after year, Um,
1: they were solid. They were tough. They were chippy. But uh, they weren't as talented as most, as most of the other teams in the SEC. And, and that's why his SEC record at South Carolina is 44.4%. Uh,
0: Believe it or not, they had never. I'm seeing it here. Okay. They got to the regional semifinals with Frank McGuire in the early 70s. Like I said, I think Alex English might have been on one of those teams. It might have been the late 70s, though. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, this, he took them not only. To the uh, to the final four, he took them by far the furthest they'd ever been. So you in that capacity, but in that capacity, no, I'm talking about Frank Martin. Yeah,
1: Uh, okay. In that
0: in that capacity, you almost think maybe he should have been given another year, but I don't know. Um, Regardless, he's in. He's now at UMass, and we're we're wishing him the best. But in comes in Lamont Paris, and I know maybe if you're, you know the. Token, you know, maybe just, yeah, I, I watch March Madness every year and I watch the big Duke Carolina games. Well, maybe you don't know who Lamont Paris is. And Lamont Paris, I think, has done a fantastic job in a short amount of time as a head coach. I mean, first off, Lamont Paris played at Wooster University, uh, <laughs> that is in Ohio, um, and he began his coaching career uh at DePaul not not the DePaul you think of <laughs> <laughs> not not in, in Chicago uh this is a different DePaul that is located in Greencastle, Indiana and then uh what IUP uh Indiana University of Pennsylvania uh and then he landed a job on Keith Dambrot's uh Akron zip staff they keep it they Akron keeps like a decent program. And then he got on Bo Ryan's staff at Wisconsin from 2010 to 2017, which I do believe was the year wasn't 17 the year they no what year was they what year did they play Duke in the national championship?
1: That was 2015.
0: Okay, yeah, so he was there then. Yeah, it, uh, and he gets hired by the the Chattanooga Mocs uh, back in uh, 2017, and if you look at what he did year one 10 and 23 you're thinking I don't know year two, 12 and 20 you're thinking I don't know but then then uh to to quote the great George W here comes uh well first the first two years you're thinking you can't win and then uh, I can't find my clips uh um, come on man. What are you Where's, doing over there? It's easy to see a tide turn. The there tide
1: turned and uh year three makes sense. You gotta get some traction, get your guys in there.
0: Twenty and 13, 10 and eight in conference, still finished for fifth in conference. That's how good the SoCon is. Then uh year four, 18 and eight, fourth in the conference, and then last year, twenty seven and eight, first place in the SOCON, and they that team. I would argue at last year. You know, we didn't get a lot of buzzer beaters in the NCAA tournament last year. Yeah, I think the game of the year last year was the SoCon championship. It, out of all the games, I mean, Duke, Carolina. You could argue. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, I know that was that was. Uh, I mean, for you, you're probably not. You don't want to argue that, but uh um, It's still a
1: great game.
0: But that dude, that Chattanooga. What was it? Who was it? Chattanooga and. Uh, Oh, who was who were they playing in the championship game? That, that was a wild game. I mean, the guy pulls up from like half court, buries the thing. Um Was it Furman? I think it was Furman, yes. I think it, you're it right. It might be
1: either Furman or
0: Wofford. Uh, it was Furman. 64-63, overtime, game winner from and he, and like I thought the guy might be should have passed it. He didn't. He shot like a a, a Double coverage, you know, uh, probably a forty-footer, forty-five-footer, buried it, and they they should have beat Illinois in the NCAA tournament. They lost 54, 53. They were up the whole game until like yeah. the final two minutes.
1: That was um,
0: brutal. That was a brutal loss in Pittsburgh there, but uh, Lamont Paris heads over to and, to the University of before, South Carolina.
1: What's that? Before we do that, I, I think his style of basketball. I mean, the Wisconsin you know, fingerprints are all over the, the style of basketball. He plays D- very defensive oriented, good rebounding team, slow pace team. Uh, last year, Chattanooga was the best defensive team in the SoCon only averaged uh, 64.4 points per game, giving up and, uh, but their pace in the 300s, 304th in the nation. So that screams Wisconsin that screams good fundamentals, you know, slow down the rock, limit possessions, play tough defense, rebound well, and that's that's a recipe for winning a lot of games. It is, and
0: you know, I I I think at first when you heard the hire say who, but if you if you watch SoCon basketball, first off, uh, you know, here at the College Basketball Experience, by the way, subscribe. We are on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to wherever you're listening to podcasts or on YouTube, but uh. You know, we talk college basketball year round here and the SoCon is like a low-key really good basketball conference. Definitely. Like night in, night out. Um you're in I I it was pretty fucking deep. I I actually think it was like outside of your power conferences. I think you can make a case that, you know, of late, I feel like the past 2 or 3 years, SoCon has really elevated their game. Even like you, you, VMI used to be a pushover. No, not recently.
1: Right. Uh, you know,
0: some of these schools have really came up. So I
1: do think and, and we should give some love to Chattanooga too. Cause they've been a good basketball program for a long time. It wasn't like Lamont Paris had to build this up, you know, from the ground up. Uh, he replaced Matt McCall who went who- to UMass too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but McCall coached two years in Chattanooga. He took them to one NCAA uh, tournament uh, overall 48 and 18 in two years job well done and then do you remember who it was before McCall at Chattanooga, this is a tough one, man. This is a jeopardy. You know, who, who is it? Who was it? it? The one and only will Wade oh. <laughs> before he went shop to, to your customers. Uh, and he also was, had, you know, two years very well, you know, 40 and 25 at Chattanooga. So Chattanooga has been a good program for a long time now.
0: Well, they, I mean, they were really good last year. They probably, and I actually think had they beaten Illinois, they could have been a live dog moving forward. But uh, so here's the thing though, with Frank Martin leaving South Carolina, well, I guess first I'll ask you this question is South Carolina in a better spot today than they were a year
1: ago. I think you have to say yes, because as you mentioned, things got stagnant under Martin. They gave him 10 years. It wasn't working out. There was a revolving door via the transfer portal, players coming and going. They couldn't build the continuity from year into year out to to turn it into a winner. So, you know, we don't know. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that Paris is a better head coach than Frank Martin. All I know was a change was needed and some fresh blood was needed. Let's see what he can do and so far pretty good start.
0: Well, before I even get into the, uh, the transfer portal, which is, is, is a big factor here. I mean, you want to talk about a slam dunk. I mean, uh, I don't know if I have, uh, what can I play? How about this? Yes. That's what needs to be played because Lamont Paris just in the past, I think what 10 days he flipped. The number one recruit in the nation, aka Gigi Jackson. Straight out of Columbia, South Carolina, might I add. He flipped them from North Ca- almighty North Carolina, where he was <laughs> supposed to <laughs> enroll. He was supposed <laughs> to enroll next year. Well, guess what? Gigi Jackson will be playing ball in two months or three, you know, two and a half months. Uh,
1: five-star freshman, power forward, <laughs> six nine, two ten. Paris got him to stay home and play for the Gamecocks, which is absolutely huge. Talk about a possible momentum builder, you know, to get uh, so this is only the second five star South Carolina's ever landed. The first, I believe was PJ Dozier, uh, but back like seven, eight years ago, he never really panned out either. Um, so huge get and and look, they're gonna need it because like we see with most first year head coaches, a lot of players left via the portal because of the coaching change. So, so they needed somebody to step in and be their go-to guy. D.J. Jackson's it.
0: I mean, even if he's one and done, which who knows? Now with NIL, you might you might be two years, but I still feel like the number one recruit in the nation. A lot of times, it's a one
1: and done situation. But who uh, else was recruiting him? I know he stole. him. So he had a verbal to UNC. I know Duke was in on it. Duke was Clemson right there. Was. Uh, Auburn was. Yeah, I,
0: I want to say Clemson was like. So South Carolina was actually further down, and I don't know. Lamont Paris just came in, said the right thing. Said, "Hey, let's stay here and build a winner." And Gigi Jackson flipping on. I mean, North Carolina played for the national championship. Duke was in the final four.
1: Um, hey, I love it. I actually think and it's I'll great go for back, the sport. Uh, yeah, and I'll go back to what I think Frank Martin's problem was: was bringing in talent. Uh, you know, so maybe you know the new coach will be better at that. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, So, I mean, obviously that is a complete slam dunk. Now I will touch base on the transfer portal because you know, uh, a lot of players did leave, you know, Frank Martin leaves and then uh, Devin Carter, uh, who was an all freshman guard last year. Great first season, averaging nine points, three and a half or 3.8 boards in just under 19 minutes really flashed and I thought this was a great land by Ed Cooley and the Providence mm-hmm. Friars then Jermaine Cousinard who was known as I think kind of known as their best player the past couple of
1: years I think he was their lead scorer
0: yeah he he went to Oregon um they also lost Mike Green uh he didn't play much but they also lost uh Wilden's I don't even know how to pronounce Levicu. Uh, close, close enough. <laughs> he joined. He he followed Frank Martin to UMass. Uh, Eric Stevenson, who I, I originally knew from Wichita State, this guy's going all around the globe. He goes from Wichita to player. to yeah he is good uh, to South Carolina, and now he's with Bob Huggins uh, at, at West Virginia. Then you have Taquan Woodley. Taquan Woodley uh, did leave the Gamecocks and once again went with Frank Martin.
1: Not uncommon, a coach taking his players with him.
0: They also lost small forward Keyshawn Bryant to the South Florida Bulls. Small forward Brandon Martin is in the portal, um, and I think do I is that everybody? I think I, I think that's
1: everybody at, via the portal. Yeah, and also James Reese graduated, or, or you know, his eligibility was over. So uh, the way I'm looking at it, man, they only return a couple guys like Chico Card or Jacoby Wright, and those guys. They played very few minutes a year ago. So this is a complete roster overhaul.
0: Well, Gigi Jackson will be highlighted. And then when you add in, he went he went out and got uh, Benjamin Bossman Verdonk from Illinois. Great name. <laughs> I love the
1: last name. Verdank. Great name.
0: Where is he from? I gotta I gotta double check on this. He's a power forward originally from what uh, am I seeing Florida? Did I see Florida on that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh Regardless, uh, that is awesome. That is fantastic. Only uh,
1: played limited minutes with Illinois, so I'm not quite sure what they're getting there.
0: Well, uh, he also got Ibrima Diba from the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, and I think that was a pretty solid player for them.
1: Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, he, that guy's been a, a solid starter contributor for about four years now, so at least he's a, a fifth year guy from Sweden. Uh, and then also Verdonk is from Belgium. So we're getting a little international flavor here. Oh, I like it. And then uh, he goes out and
0: gets Troy Boynton from uh, the Evansville purple aces. Uh,
1: uh, not bad. He's not much. I, I don't think he played last year. I, you know, I was trying to do a, l- a well, little Well, He probably hit Boynton. the
0: portal because of, uh, of, uh, you know, that coaching situation there was bananas.
1: Yeah. Did I don't think he's that? played a, I don't think he's played a game in college yet, though. So I have no idea what they're getting in, in Troy Boynton.
0: So he was out last year with an injury, but I think also he wanted to leave because they had that whole Walter McCartney thing happen yes, there.
1: The scandal. Um, Walter McCartney was was hitting on too many college students. <laughs> yeah, and they got uh
0: Hayden Brown. This is one you want to circle, man. Yeah. Uh, he averaged 18.8 points per game his last two seasons at the I Citadel.
1: Watched, I watched him put up 19 on Duke last year, hitting four or five from three Hayden Brown can play
0: and, and like the Citadel has been a decent program too. in the SoCon. Yeah. Uh, Hayden Brown chose South Carolina over Georgia tech over the Ramblers of Loyola, Chicago. So I think that was a nice get for them. Michi Johnson from Ohio State. Now, obviously, I'm familiar with Michi Johnson. Um, What do you make of Michi Johnson's game? He's pretty
1: solid, right? Uh, Solid point guard. You know, he played about 17 minutes in games. He came off the bench, I think, most of the year for the Buckeyes last year. He's solid. Uh, You know, there's nothing like, nothing really stands out about his game, but I think it's a good get for a team that. Needed bodies, you know. He has experience in the Big Ten, one of the best conferences. He'll, he should be able to come in, you know, provide some leadership, some guidance, be a, a steady point guard for him.
0: And and that's kind of what they did. So I know I got to preview this team later,
1: but also uh, you know we go back to recruiting. They also brought in a three star power forward and a three star point guard. Three stars, they might not be able to contribute too much year one. So. Complete roster overhaul. And I mean, Gigi Jackson has to be their ace from day one.
0: Jackson and what? Uh Diba and uh and uh what Hayden Brown, I think. But let yeah. me ask you this. The, sometimes these systems work. Like Tony Bennett can take and I know Tony Bennett's a fantastic coach, probably gonna end up a Hall of Famer, but uh I feel like he could take someone else's team. Like right now if you if you drop Tony Bennett into I don't know, uh Evansville or something, I feel like he can kind of take the roster there and make them a a winning team and perhaps a tournament team because yeah, of this, almost system. like he's a
1: really good basketball coach. Yes, yes. <laughs> now and, I wonder there is, there is a uniqueness about the system like you could almost say like in football like a triple option or something, yeah, you know, yeah. where you can kind of do more with less. Uh yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I agree. I think uh Paris might be the guy to install such a system.
0: I think it uh, go out and listen to our other episodes where we, where we went out and, and, and uh, talked about all the coaching hires in the sec, whether it was Dennis Gates at Missouri or Matt McMahon at LSU or t- Todd golden at Florida or uh, Chris, Chris Jans, uh, Mississippi, at Mississippi state. state. There was one uh, other Mike, right? Mike white at yeah. Georgia. Do you yeah. mention him? Yeah, Mike White at Georgia. Okay. A lot
1: of coaching turnover in the SEC this year. It's going to make for a, a pretty fascinating upcoming college basketball season.
0: I was about to say, like more so, like I, I get it. The ACC, you know, replacing uh, Coach K, obviously huge news. I know you're personally a Duke fan, but obviously that's still going to be some must-watch TV to see how you know yeah. John John Shire does. But you know, besides that, there hasn't been much turnover in the coaching ranks in in, in the ACC, in the Big Ten, even right. the Big Twelve, not much. Uh, for some reason, I feel like the sec is kind of must watch TV because someone's got to win these games. And I made this point on the Chris Jans one. And why I think Mississippi state could end up in the NCAA tournament is because with everyone rebuilding with the exception of what Tennessee's got, Rick Barnes, they're talented. Auburn's extremely talented
1: and Yeah,
0: obviously Well, Kentucky. Yeah. They'll be in the tournament, but
1: yeah. Uh, Alabama's kind of iffy this year.
0: Arkansas will be up. I, I really yeah. like what Musselman's yeah. done, but I still feel like there's a lot of teams where if you're playing Georgia or Florida or Missouri or Vanderbilt or uh, Mississippi or Mississippi State, even Alabama, I think the door is open for a lot of wins. If one team can capitalize on that, I think you could find yourself in the NCAA tournament. And I think uh, obviously go listen to our other episodes. But I mean, I leaned. Chris Jans in Mississippi state because of his coaching experience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and you have to try to do your best to evaluate the roster, which is with a lot of these new head coaches, it's a lot, it's all like almost all new faces. So that's kind of hard to do. You have no idea how these teams are going to come together. Uh, I would say talent wise, other than Gigi Jackson, I think South Carolina is still a bit limited. I personally would be surprised if they make the NCAAs this year. Um, what's a great first it year is wide for open. I think you want to go 500 in conference play. I think you go 500 in conference play. You're installing a brand new system. It took him a while to do that at Chattanooga. You, you can see his first two years were not all that successful. So I think uh, you have to lay the groundwork. Good thing about South Carolina is that they're going to be patient. They just gave Frank Martin 10 years. There's not a whole lot of pressure to win there immediately. So he can take his time. He can build the foundation, get things going, bring talent in to Columbia. And I think he can build a winner over the course of maybe two or three, four years.
0: Will Will Lamont Paris be there in five years at in Columbia?
1: I want to say, yeah. Yeah. I think once again, they can be patient with them. I don't think South Carolina is going to expect an NCAA tournament in year two or three. So they want to see incremental improvement. Uh, they want some excitement. Around the basketball program, and I think he brings that. Let me ask you this: What if Gigi Jackson's just unbelievable, and then all of a sudden you have these nice role players? What's- well, look, I mean, if you team uh, Dibba, the, the guy from Coastal Carolina, up with Michi Johnson, that's not a very talented backcourt, but what it is, I mean, those guys can facilitate. They can. They have experience. They can guide your team and get. The the big man, the freshman feeding on the ball in advantageous situations. Uh, so you're kind of, you know, I mean, you want your talent, it's all about guard play, right? We always say college basketball is all about guard play. So a very talented big man can only do as much as the help he gets from the perimeter. Yeah. So um, you want more talent on one hand with your guards, but at least they're there's they're steady veterans.
0: Yeah. They're not young. Uh, I'm looking back, I'm trying to quickly, uh, I should have probably, did. so Chet Holmgren was the top, was the top player in 2021. If he has a, a, an effect like Chet Holmgren or Apollo Blancharo was number two, um, maybe they could, I mean, go back to 2020
1: it was Cade is, Cunningham, you go is back it almost th- more like Patrick Baldwin. Like, look, South Carolina has more talent than Milwaukee. But yeah. Still. It's like a big man placed on a team. That's not very good. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's a very fair point. Uh You you can't <laughs> even say home or Banchero because they were going to on rosters that were loaded.
0: It's true. Very true. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to watch. It's must watch TV for me. Uh South did Carolina. You, the did game you coach. answer the question? Five years? I do think he's there in five years because I I, so I but I do think if he excels You got to watch him to get it plucked at another university. You know what I mean? I agree.
1: I would say the chances are that he gets plucked are higher than he gets fired in the first five years. If he turns around the ship very quickly, he could go elsewhere. I agree.
0: Let me ask you this: He is from like the College of Wooster, Ohio. He grew up in Ohio. Like, let's say Holtman. I think he is probably. In a in a kind of a, 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 I think he's he's okay for right yeah. now, but maybe yeah. two three years from now, sure, you know that Ohio State job comes open, Lamont Lamont Paris might might head home.
1: Can't blame him. I think Ohio State's. I mean, I don't think it is. this flat out. You can. It's easier to win at Ohio State than it is South Carolina. So I, I would not blame the guy for going. You know, back to his home state. uh and, and to take the Buckeye job, but we're kind of getting ahead of yeah. ourselves. We don't have no you, idea. Don't, don't you be love, open, et cetera, et cetera?
0: Don't you love what I'm calling for a guy who's never coached one game in South Carolina
1: <laughs> to get a job in the future
0: at Ohio State? I'll say this: maybe, maybe the Lakers' job will open up while, while we're at it. <laughs> I'll say this: uh, I recorded a uh, Notre Dame episode for football earlier today subscribe to the college football experience. As we break down all 131 teams with a solo podcast for each and every team in the land subscribe on YouTube as well. But we have the uh, Shane Beamer in South Carolina one coming, but I did call for Marcus Freeman to be Notre Dame's head coach. And I was not aware of this uh, over a year ago. I said, Brian, I called for Brian Kelly to leave for the NFL and Marcus Freeman to be the next Notre Dame head coach. And by me going back and listening, I found out that I was like, wow. I was, wow. Wow. I was Look spot on. So you maybe, right. <laughs> maybe I am the rainmaker when it comes to that. Maybe Lamont Paris, these Gamecock fans are like, this guy sucks. Let's uh, <laughs> this host sucks. I want to see like, Lamont Paris. On, coach. If he's
1: actually a good coach. Then let's keep him around a little bit. What, what uh, do you grade
0: that? We got it. We've been grading the other ones. Go listen to the sec, uh, uh, all of our other coaching hires that we've gone through and did a solo podcast
1: for each and every one. I give this one, I'm going to go B. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Like I thought Frank Martin was a slam dunk hire 10 years ago for South Carolina.
0: I got him to a uh, final
1: it, four. So it, maybe it, it, it certainly wasn't all bad, but overall one NCA tournament berth in 10 years, ain't going to cut it. I'm telling you, South Carolina is a hard place to win in basketball, but I do like the hire. Um, we'll see how he does, but I think it's a solid B I think, uh, you know, yeah, man, I mean, his, his track record. He's got he's he's fairly young. He's 47 years of age. He just landed a top recruit from UNC, so things have started off well. Let's keep that momentum going. Let's see what he can turn uh, Gamecock basketball into.
0: This is our final one of the SEC new hires. Once again, we have Mike White to Georgia, Todd Golden to Florida, Dennis Gates from Cleveland State to uh, to Missouri, Chris Jans from New Mexico State to uh LA, or to Mississippi State. Matt McMahon from Murray state to LSU. And then you have Lamont Paris from Chattanooga to South Carolina. I, we got to We got to rate these. Well, I, I got Jans as my number one. Yeah. I got, see the thing is, is how do, how do you judge this? Do you judge this? Because I think like it's easier to win at LSU than, than South Carolina, but
1: that's not necessarily saying it's the better hire. Yeah, you know? exactly. We're not saying who's going to have the best record either it's, it's tough, man. Uh, a lot of these, there's a lot of similarities between most of these coaches. Most of them have no head coaching experience in the power five or power six conferences. Uh, and they're all fairly young. So, uh, I, I, chances are half of them are going to work out. Half of them aren't going to, you know, what side is he, what side is he going to be on? I say he's on the side that he works out. So I think he's towards the top of that list. How about that?
0: I agree. Cause I think the landing, the number one recruit in the nation can only, I mean, get the guy some NIL in your money first year. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know? haven't even coached a game yet. I can't wait to watch the talent down there and we'll see what happens. Let's go. Let's go. All right, folks. Uh, so that concludes this episode. Subscribe to the college basketball experience. Uh, like I said, we talk college basketball year round. We're going to get into some team previews in a bit. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, just can't wait for the season. November 7th is when the season tips off. Uh also remember subscribe to the College Football Experience we're deep in there we're already previewing everything we've gone through previewing all 13 weeks we're going team by team all 131 teams subscribe to the College Football Experience I'm really excited to see to see what Shane Beamer does with Spencer Rattler and Austin Stogner and Christian Beal Smith uh and all uh, just a slew of incoming transfers that I think could really jolt uh, that offense and get uh South Carolina playing some, some good ball. It was a good, it was a decent first year for Shane, Shane yeah, Beamer there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so
1: a lot of excitement around the football program too. Let's go. Let's go
0: Gamecocks! All right. Subscribe to the college football experience. Once again, we are on YouTube college basketball and college football experience. Uh, So search for us and uh, yeah, I can't wait for the season. If you give us a five-star review on iTunes, that would be greatly appreciated because you know, that's what helps drive this machine of ours over here. But uh, if you do that, take a screenshot on your phone, find uh, find me on Twitter at the Colby D or the college basketball experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN or uh, NC Nick is on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow Patty C third man in the booth was not here today. He's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. We are the college football and the college basketball experience. Uh, show us that screenshot and uh, we'll send you a college basketball experience. T-shirt brand new, brand new. It look like this logo if you're watching on YouTube right now. Uh, so do that, do that. And uh, yeah, check out all of our other great podcasts, the sports gambling podcast. They are already doing their NFL previews uh, going team by team, all 32 teams. So if you're a Carolina Panther fan, you're an Atlanta Falcon fan. I don't know any any of those teams a solo podcast for each and every team in the NFL. And also remember uh, to check out all of our other platforms. What the college baseball experience. I know the sec plays great college baseball, Um, uh, NBA gambling podcast, um, uh, fantasy football seasons, right around the corner. Check out the fantasy football gambling podcast, Uh, MLB gambling podcast. Maybe we got some Atlanta Braves fans in the house. Check out that. Uh, All of our stuff is out there. Just get the SGPN app. Check out the discord channel. Come sweat out some bets with us. All right, folks. This is the college basketball experience. Lamont Paris to South Carolina. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here.